All right, watch your radio representing East Coast. Yo, yo. Alan, you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, check check one. Check one, I hear you. All right, so here's the deal. We are live on YouTube and um, doing a nice broadcast today about the power of praise. So I'm going to go over some scripture because that's the key to it all, people. And it has to be backed up in the word. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. How do I sound, uh, Alan? You sound excellent. Are you serious? Yes. All right, so we open the show with some Keltron music here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, end that. Sandy Game, people. We had Pastor uh, Langford on last uh, yesterday, and um, he was going on the importance of um, being ready for persecution. So we're going to touch on, and that's the whole um, reason for this broadcast today, because how many out there know that Paul was in prison, okay? He praised his way out of a bad situation. Uh, so we want to go over that, of course. Why do I still still hear that awesome Keltron music? Now, hold it's on. It's not coming from me. I hear awesome Keltron music still playing. Oh, yeah. That's me, uh, yeah, on guitar right there. Wow. Just won't go away, will it? All right, let's shut that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sad? You're just jealous, bruh. Maybe. You shut that down. You're not a rocker. Okay, I'm not. You're not a rocker, bruh. Okay, bruh. Learn to live with it. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, none of this is a game. I got this cat on my shoulder. Just unbelievable, bro. Uh, We all got got our stuff. Stand by. I'm not a rocker. You got 50 cats, you know. The window guard. All right, stand by. (laughs) Oh, man. This is... Oh, boy. All right, so let's get the screen up here right now and see what... Because James promised he would come on. So, um, let's experiment and go to screen capture here and load the browser. Oh, well, here's James's um, page. Uh, James, we had three prayer meetings a day for James. Um when he was in the hospital, I have a picture of him laying in there in a diaper. I'm not going to post that right now. But uh, how many out there know, uh, how many prayer meetings do we have for James, Alan? Uh, we definitely did 1230 and 630. About three a day, three a day. Right. Uh, so how does he... Uh, how does he respect watching radio here? He says he was coming on today, and uh, here he is with his rec room. Look at this thing. Look at this rec room. So he went right back to building his kingdom on earth. Look at this. He's got lighting going on. Look, you see that lighting? Um, here he is with his rec room. Wow. Yep. 
So with this on the, you know, let's try calling him. Let's call the weasel. Okay. Let's see if he picks up. How about that? All right. Uh, James, call. Okay. All right, let's bring that back up on the screen. Here's his rec room. I guess he's going to put a TV in here, some games. Uh, he's got no time for watching radio, people. So Maybe a foosball. Look at this. Yeah. Look, 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 look at this guy. Look, he's got an animal cage down here. Unbelievable, bro. That's a All nice right. coat of paint he's got. Yeah, though. yeah. What a weasel. You know what I'm saying? Is that yeah, weasel? But, he, but he, can he can always convert, convert it into a prayer room as uh, our guest Chris Utter has It's a rec said. room, bro. You know what a rec room is? He's put a pool table in there, man. Yeah, but it, how do you, did he call it a rec room? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. You, you know, you can advocate for him all day long, bro. All right? Uh, all right. I think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. Yeah. Really? What? What's the newsflash? You aren't. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You aren't, bro. Wow. All right, stand by. You hear me okay? I hear you okay. All right, good. All right, let me see what's going on here. Praise God. Um, all right, yeah, you would have been echoing. All right, talk now to see if you're echoing. Test to see if I'm echoing. You're not. Am I echoing? No, I had the speakers up too loud. I forgot. All right, so let's get this going. Oh, Guna says he's coming on. Let's patch him on. Uh, It'd be good to have his number, right? Yeah. Uh, Guna, he's like a backup. But don't tell him that. That's, you know, no one no one wants to be a backup. What's wrong with being a backup, bro? Yeah, but... Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's not a backup. I mean, he was originally watching radio uh, broadcasts for many years. All right, here he is. Sorry. Right. Do you have that Guna sound effect? No, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Okay. Let's try him. All right, we're going to have to continue without... without all right, it's ringing. We're going to have to continue without these people. All right. I mean, it's just unreliable. You know, James with his rec room. Uh, I mean, it's pathetic. Hello, this is Chris. Leave a message. Oh, this guy's... A, you, you know what? I'll get back to you as soon as possible. You know what? Thank you. Hold on. Have a good day. Freaking weasel, man. All right, hang up on him. I mean, this is... He just said he was picking up. 
All right, we got to listen. We got to preach a word here. We don't have time for this stuff. You know what it is? All People right. see see the number come through as un- unidentified. Yeah, I just called you, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes up because it's from Skype, bruh. Pick it up. All right. All right, let's try him again. Hello. Yeah, what's up, bruh? What's going on, man? Do you hear him, uh, Alan? I do hear him. Hello, Chris. Hey, Alan. How you doing? Things are great. Praise God. How are you? How you making out, bruh? Going good. Going good. Things are going good. Things are going good. How's it going with you? Uh, pretty good. We just figured we'd check. We're, we're live on the air right now. Oh, okay. Hello, everybody. What? I said hello, everybody. Everybody. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, Guna has been on uh, Watch Your Radio. Gee, we were in a shed back then, weren't we? Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, that was 2003, ago, was, uh, 2004, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could, we had the radio show for a couple of years there. You know, I got some regurgulating moments with you falling asleep on the air. Remember that? Yeah. But it, it's not your fault, times. bro, because we went late at night. No, no. I was, you know, I was working hard at construction, and it was a warm room, so I was snoring. Yeah. Caught, a, caught me a couple times snoring. Oh, don't worry. Alan's got some bloopers, too. You're not alone. Yeah. Oh, he does? Yeah, we had a, we had a David Langford on yesterday. He's preaching the word, and Alan's co-host. So you know, so I'm like, Alan, you got a question for uh, Pastor David? He goes, No. I'm like, what? I did not use that tone. Of I'm like, Yeah, this guy, dude, I can play it right now, bro. Go ahead, so, Blaine. I will play it, bro. Dunk on me and dunk everyone. Go ahead and posterize me. I'm ready. Dude, go ahead. No offense. I'm I have it. I'm not see, I don't know. Let me think. Let me knock on Mr. Noggin. <laughs> <laughs> Who could trick us into doing that? Could have been. Listen. Yeah, Richard. Guna. So I yeah. passed I pass the mic over to him. You may remember how I used to do it? Like with you, you'd be like, you come out with a good question. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, Guna was watching radio. Five, you must have been on watching radio five years, right, Guna? Long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long time. Everybody remembers Guna. Uh, Guna is, uh, did a lot of broadcasts with me, man. Praise God. Um, in the yeah, infancy. Yeah, that was, uh, Some good good times, right? Everybody remembers yeah, Guna. Yeah, that's a good speakers on there. Yeah, Guna would always come up with a good question, you know. So I'm like, uh, Pastor David, uh, Alan will ask you a question right now. And and then I, I, I'm like, Alan, go ahead. He's like, no. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you, you have a question for Pastor David, Alan? No. It's unbelievable, bro. <laughs> oh, that's not as bad as, remember that guy that came on that was, uh, you know, getting rich off of his vision from hell. And I asked him if he was making a lot of money on it. And he was, he didn't know what to say. That was, that was pretty. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We had a few, thing. we had a few <laughs> crazy nights like that. I used to walk out and go get coffee in the middle of the show. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen, it's awesome. 
All right, so we're going to um, we're going to be doing a, a broadcast on the power of prayers. I know you're mobile right now, uh, brother Oguna, but you yeah. you know about this firsthand. I mean, you could give plenty yeah. of testimonies on the power of praise, right? Yeah, God's uh, there's a lot of power in prayer, a lot of power in worship and praise. Yeah, and that's all you have to add to this. Well, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of victory, you know, when you praise God. Yeah, and you stay you stay in that position. I don't know what else you want me to say, but yeah, that's awesome. Let me hear you. Let me hear you praise God right now. Yeah, give me give me a praise God. Are you are you a praise God or you know praise God or are you like a hallelujah guy? I'm like a hallelujah guy. All right, give me a hallelujah. Are you a hallelujah? I jump up and down one. Yeah. Well, I know you do. Yeah. Even if you were knocked out in the power of God, you would send up that antenna. Remember that antenna you had. I don't know. Trying to that about, hand, uh, you'd have your hand go up still, even though you were knocked down by the power of God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. you're more of a hallelujah guy, not a praise God? God? Okay. Well, um, I know you're mobile, but I appreciate you picking up the phone because uh, end time preacher James, after we, we prayed like massively, and I know you were on the prayer line with us. Uh, we yeah, prayed for yeah. him a thousand times, three times a day. Now he's back into this building his kingdom on earth mode. Um, I just had his, he's building a rec room. He thinks he's a carpenter. Uh, yeah. So he's got no time to come on. He, think, he thinks his beard is full. You know, his Don't talk about his beard, bro. Dude. Dude. Oh, God. Listen, they should, they should cut that thing off, bro. Listen. You know, he should. That's like a trial right there, having a beard like that, right? You got. You look at that beard, like praise God. You know, you gotta. You gotta. That's like a trial. Yeah. Right? Didn't King David when people had deformed beards? It's a little patchy. Right? It looks like a bird's nest. Well, King David when people had deformed beards, he said, "Go hide for a while." Right. (laughs) Oh God, help us! All right, Gagaguna. Maybe that's what All the right, rec man. room is for. Thanks for coming on, brother. <laughs> okay, take it easy. Bye, Guna. All right, um, let's try James again. This guy, I mean, this is unbelievable. Yep, he's gone, bro. Unbelievable. You know what? And he he let his yay be a nay, bro. That's even worse. Oh, my. Yep, I just talked to him. Yeah. His yay is a nay. Wow. Because I even said, I said, is your yay a yay or yay or a nay? So I'm calling him on his cell. I mean, I'm going all out to get a hold of him. Praise no, no. Um, well, uh, this, this, I, I just want, because I, I know he's going to listen to this show. I know he's going to listen to this, and I know he's going to be mad we showed his rec room. And I don't care, bro. All right? I'm okay. not going to, you know. And I'm not your bra. I'm not you are my it. bra, but go ahead. Dude, use seriously? That, use that sound sample. 
<laughs> you are my brother. COVID-19! All right, let's get this going. <laughs> All right, here's the deal, people. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go through this because how many out there know? Um, and trial, and you know what? I'm gonna just start with a verse here. Um, how many out there know that before Jesus Jesus went to the cross? It says in Matthew twenty six thirty that he was singing. Did you know that? A lot of people don't know Jesus sung. But if you look at Matthew 26, 30, uh, and this is the night he was betrayed, um, it says they had sung a hymn. They were most likely singing a, a psalm, right? Right. Uh, and then they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, this very night you will fall away on account of me. Okay. For it is written, strike the shepherd and the sheep uh, of the flock will scatter. So this is right before a great trial, wasn't it, Alan? Yes, it was. The the night before the crucifixion. Amen. So isn't it interesting, even before the trial, we see an account where the Lord himself is engaging in singing. It says they sung a hymn. And him being in leadership of the flock was obviously engaging in this. So even if we know something's on the horizon, should we not be singing a hymn or, or Psalms or praises to God? That's, that's what I'm, I'm getting out here because as pastor David said yesterday, there's great persecution coming. And if that's the case, if we're seeing a more persecution manifest and more trials coming our way, more terror in the land, as we're seeing just with the manifestation of libtards um, and and how they are becoming, it's almost like they're being, God is handing them over to their desire to be, you know, Nazis. And literally, that's what they're becoming, isn't it, Alan? Um, yeah, they uh, definitely are letting their inner Karen uh, totalitarian instincts take over because, uh, you know, once you're rooting for abortion and once you're rooting for uh, uh, all kinds of wickedness, uh, demons run your life. And uh, we need to praise God to make those demons, uh, to freeze them in their tracks and to get the victory. Amen. Right. So in this account, in, in Matthew, I, I find it um, because the Lord is the word, the word is the Lord. I mean, he knows the, the, the word and he went into singing hymns before that night he would be betrayed. Obviously this night he would be engaged in scourging. There would be, the abuse would start on our savior's body this night. And he was engaging in singing hymns, praising God. So as a preventive way of strengthening yourselves in this hour that we're in, if truly persecution is going to be mounting up and getting uh, stronger, let's say, then should we not be engaging in more praise? So here it is. I'm going to be getting more engaged in just worship and praise music more than ever. You know, I used to like uh, Brooklyn Choir Tabernacle, their old stuff years ago. And I think it's important 
uh, in this hour to just be in unbelievable amounts of praise. Now, how many out there know the, the Lord? The, the Lord's name is Yah. Did you know that, Alan? I think I think you told me once that uh, Hallelujah is the highest form of praise, and whereby Yah is the name of God, so it's highest praise to God, right? Well, I mean, that's our our Father's name. Did you know that? I think now it's utterly clear. Thank you. Okay. Um, a lot of people just call God God, and that's fine. But I think it's important um, to reference your Father as Yah, because that's His name, our Father Yah. Okay, I think I think in English, in American English. God is both a title and almost a name. Because, but uh, yeah, you are correct. Yeah, Yah is his is one of his names, and maybe even his main name, our Father God. Amen. Right. Well, all the hosts in heaven, when they were praising God in the Book of Revelation, I believe nineteen. I'm not sure, but I think it's Revelation nineteen. They in themselves said Hallelujah. Amen. Um, can you look that up? Is it Revelation 19? Let me find it. Um, anyway, um, I think it's important to engage in praising our Father in respect to his, his, his name. So when we see the angels and the hosts of heaven doing it, um, I believe there's a purpose for, for why we see that. And I, I believe there's power in um, seeing it in Scripture and then engaging in what we see in Scripture. I, I believe that's faith. Um, so in Psalms 68, David himself, who had a very good relationship with Yah, our Father, would you not say that, Alan? Yeah, David had an excellent relationship. Uh, amen. He did. Um, okay, so let's see what he said. I believe he he had the Holy Spirit, too. I believe he had great revelation. I believe he wrote about Messiah. Uh, I believe that he uh, had a, a fantastic relationship with our Father in Heaven. Can we agree on that? Yeah, he, lots of uh, verses in the Psalms talk about... Uh... Uh, those Psalm 22 verse 26, those who seek the Lord will praise him. We always talk about seeking God, but we never really wonder, talk about how to seek God. And here's a verse that tells us how to seek him. Psalm 22 verse 26, those who seek the Lord will praise him. And then in Psalm 37, four, uh, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And King David, who was rich and a mighty warrior and had lots of wives and much renown, he definitely got the desires of his heart, so he probably knows uh, many things about God so and we praise. Can, we can agree that David had and, a pretty good relationship with God. Yes. Okay, with, with our Father, yeah, right? Yes. All right, so let's look at Psalm 6. Let's see what he wrote in Psalm 68. Verse 4. I'll start at verse 3. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Now, here it is. Sing unto God. That's the title, the God of gods, our Father. Sing praises to his name. Now, here's the key. 
This is what I want to get into. Because David is addressing his title here, right? Because there are other gods of this earth. God is a title, which is okay. If you're going to say the most high God, that obviously is, is identifying our father because he's the God of gods. However, when mm-hmm. we look at Psalm 68, verse 4, uh, David goes a little bit deeper here. He says, sing praises to his name. Okay. Extol him that writeth upon the heavens by his name. Now, here it is. Yah. Okay. He says it. Amen. He Amen. says, Yah. So does he address his title in Psalm 68, verse 4? Yeah. Not Yah. Yeah. Uh, sing praises unto his name. Now, here's the key. What is his name? What is the his Yah. name? Yah. Exactly. Let me go over it again. Sing unto God. Okay. Sing praises to his name. Now, if if you just heard that much alone of this great revelation that David was receiving here, this is Psalm 68, verse 4. We already went over it. David had a, a fantastic relationship with the Holy Spirit. We already went over it. We agreed on that, don't we? I think we agree on that. Amen. Now, God says that uh, David was a, a man after his own heart. And we understand, it says, praises to his name. Extol unto him that writeth upon the heavens by his name. Yah. It says it right there. Now, KJV is going to say J-A-H. But we know there's no J in Hebrew. It's Yah. Right? And rejoice before him. Now, David is saying, praise him to his name, Yah. Not God here. Sing praises to his name, Yah. That's what he says there. Look it up. That's the importance of hallelujah, praising the Lord, hallelujah, lifting up and exalting his name. That's what David is saying here. I want everybody to see that. Very important. Because a lot of people just say, praise God. And that's good, too. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying out of respect of this verse here and out of respect of of knowing the relationship that David had with our father, Yah, he's specifically saying to rejoice and sing praises to his name, Yah, Y-A-H. Is anybody hearing this? Seriously. I hear this. I hear this. Now, I totally agree. Uh, back when I needed work, I would uh, ask the Father in Jesus' name for a job, and, uh, and then I would praise him and thank him for it. Because I was right. excited and rejoicing that I already had it. And the praise is what brought it in. Okay. Amen. What What is that verse that, that I asked you to look up? Was it uh, Revelation this, 19? Oh, yeah. Revelation 19.1. Yeah. What? Can you read it? 
Oh, it says, sorry, okay. Would that and be after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. All right, read it again. I read it again. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven. All right, saying, stop there. Stop there. Hallelujah. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. A voice of what? Much, much people? people in heaven. In heaven. Okay, continue. Saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. All right, let's stop there. It was Revelation 19. Yeah. Um, stand by. Standing by. The cat just shut off my monitor. Um, all right, so all the hosts of heaven were saying hallelujah, right? Can, right. Alan, what does hallelujah mean? Highest praise to Yah, like that? Oh. Okay, so is that kind of what David was saying in Psalm 68, 4? Yeah, sing sing unto God, sing praises to him, extol him that rides upon the heavens by his name. Rejoice before God, exceedingly rejoice, in verse 3. Amen. You said name, but you didn't say what's after name. What does it say? Yah. Yah. Okay, folks, so why don't we begin to do exactly what David says and the hosts of heaven are doing? Is that a problem for us? Seriously. No, be, no, because it says, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in, in heaven, everyone's praising God and everyone's happy and joyful and, and rich and healthy. So, amen, let's do that. Why aren't they saying praise God? Why aren't they doing the title? I don't know. They're not doing the title. They're doing what David said to do, aren't they? Is there wisdom in doing what David said to do? I'm just curious. Yes, there's there's definitely great wisdom in it. Amen. So what we're, we're engaging here is having faith in what the Word says and actually doing what the Word says. So we're going we're gonna to say hallelujah. Praise the Most High God. Amen. So let's Amen. get into some um, verses here about the power of praise. And um, we can assume that when it says praises unto God, that Paul and Silas were most likely hallelujah also. They knew the psalm. They knew that the Lord's name is Yah. Okay? So as they were locked up in prison, this was a great trial that they were going through right here. I mean, a massive trial. And... um, and it says in verse 27 of Acts 16, uh, and the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, uh, seeing the prison doors had opened. What opened the prison doors, Alan? It was the praises to God, the praying and praising to God and all the prisoners heard. And, uh, and God, because one of the laws of worship, I mean, I, I consider it a law, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, is that if you delight yourself in God, he gives you the desires of your heart and he makes you great on the earth. Because uh, in Jeremiah 30, verse 19, it says, Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And then it finishes the verse by saying, And they shall not be small. 
So okay. as they, as Paul and Silas praised God, they were not small, and they got the dire desires of their heart. They were set free. They were unrighteously in prison. So they okay, got the so desires of their heart. They were praising God. Now, when you're locked up in jail and in prison, uh, let me tell you something about praising Yah. Sometimes it could be hard to do, couldn't it, Alan? It's like you're in a, a tough spot and in a, in a in a rough trial. Uh, yeah, one of a uh, one of our uh, mutual acquaintances. He uh, was driving and he T-boned a classic Cadillac that was worth a lot of money, and he thought it was going to be financial ruin upon him. But he spent that night praising God, and he never heard from that guy whose Cadillac he T-boned ever again. It just disappeared off the map. So it was hard to praise God for him, but he did it anyway. Amen. All right, so a criminal got away with a crime. Praise God. Well, it, you um, know, um, he's a Christian. A good example. So. Um, did my best. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a reprobate. So um, all we're saying, guys, is that in in our roughest trials, and I know it's hard to squeeze out a hallelujah when you're under the gun, when you're in the heat of a trial. But all we're asking today is to try it, and I'm going to begin to try it a lot more myself. Okay? I'm going to add hallelujah to a lot of things going on throughout the day, because as David said in Psalm 68, verse 4, and how many out there know David went through a lot of trials himself? Uh, when Ziklag was burned, that was a great trial, um, and he he went into praising Yah. He put on the ephod, right? Uh, got revelation right. now uh, from our Father by engaging in that priestly praising mode. Now, here's the key, folks. When you're going through trial, when you're in the heat of the battle, yeah, uh, it's probably a hard time to begin to engage in praising. I can admit that because I've been through it myself many times. And uh, sometimes the last thing you want to do is uh, praise the Lord or hallelujah. It's not on your mind a lot of times because you want to, to get angry. You want to be as a woe as me. Okay, which is common. I've done it a million times. Nothing wrong with that. However, also engage in hallelujah. Just start rejoicing and pray. Yeah, yeah, just just hallelujah. Like that. Try it. Somebody coming against you on your job. Just look at them. They go, hallelujah! Like that. James, I think it says, uh, uh, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations. So uh, it's an opportunity for God to show his greatness. And that's why we praise God in the middle of our uh, trials. So we go through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't um, make camp and camp out in the valley of the shadow of death. God wants to take us, deliver us through the problems. Amen. So we know in Matthew 26, 30... Yeshua, Yahshua, was praising God. It says he was singing before the great trial. You think he wanted to go to that cross? You think he wanted to engage some of those things that were coming on his body? Beating, punching, pulling, ripping up his back by the stripes? That was a great work. But he knew he had to do it. 
for you, for us, for all of us. Out of love. But in the same token, he energized himself through praise. On that night of the Last Supper, he said, after singing, many are you going to screw me over. Many of you on this very night. And that's a trial in itself, having people lift their heel against you, isn't it? It could be um, trying on you. How many out there have had people, you know, turn? How many people have, have in your life have not stood by your side? That's a trial in itself. That's a trial it's in itself. when Christians come against and, you. And you and at that situation, just hallelujah, like that. Amen. Just start praising God, even if it's like mine. At least you're doing it, and as by doing it, you're in faith. And if you're engaged in faith, you're pleasing God. And if you're engaging in praising Yah. It says he inhabits the praises of his people. Isn't that interesting? So how much habitation of Yah do you want to project around you? Did you know that? Hallelujah. 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 You start praising Yah. Now you know the word says he inhabits that praise. I'm sure the enemy's not happy about that. I had a dream where I woke up, and uh, in the dream I woke up, and uh, my the ceiling of my room was filled with demons. And each time I would praise God, one of the demons would disappear. And so in the dream, I kept on praising God and praising God until all the demons had disappeared. So definitely, once the demons are cleared out, it creates a... God's presence. It allows for more, much more of God's presence in our lives. Amen. Okay. Well, um, I think we can agree. Yah inhabits the praises of his people, folks. You have to squeak out that hallelujah. Whatever trial it might be, whatever circumstances are presenting them before you, you could be in jail. You could be in prison. You could be going to the cross that night. I'm not saying you would. I'm just saying Yeshua and his account, what went on in his, his situation. They went into singing, didn't they? You want a message from God? You want to have a rhema from God? You want revelation bestowed upon you? Also know that if he's inhabiting the praises of his people... That the Spirit of God is present. Now, I want to get into that because um, 2 Kings 3, this account, I want to go over real quick. What is that noise? Is that me in the background or you? I just muted myself, so it could not be me. No, it's you, bro. You got something banging around there. Um. Hallelujah. That's a trial right there. All the noise from Alan. Hallelujah. I praise God at you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe it was me. All right. So let's get into this. Um, 
how many out there know that Elisha did not like the sons of uh, Ahab? Okay? I'm sure you know that. He did not want to engage in a prophetic utterance to help uh, Joram. This is in 2 Kings 3, folks. He did not want to engage uh, in an utterance to, to help in any way uh, Ahab's son. But however, because Jehoshaphat was around, he respected Jehoshaphat and said, okay, I'm going to have to, even though I don't want to, is what he was saying, a paraphrasing, I'm going to get a word from, the, from Yah for you, but in this situation, I need a minstrel. Did you know that? Did you know he needed a praise team to begin engaging for him to get the word? Because he was kind of in the flesh. How many out there know when, when we're in the flesh, the best way to get out of it is in praise and worship? I didn't know that. Thank you, Richard. Praise God. We want to get our spirit engaged at the moment to bring that revelation forth, to get a word from the Lord. Because in certain situations, certain situations when we're in trials, we don't, we don't feel it. We don't, we're not feeling the Spirit of God move all the time. Because the heat is on. And when the heat is on, we want to go in another direction. And we can see here, Elisha, in 2 Kings 3, did not want to bring this word. He did not like Joram. He said, go to your pagan gods, in verse 13. He said, go to your pagan prophets of your father and mother. And we all know who Joram's father and mother were, Ahab and Jezzy. But King Joram said, no, for it was the Lord who called us three kings here only to be defeated by the king of Moab. Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives whom I serve, I wouldn't even bother with you except for the respect of Jehoshaphat. Now bring me a harp player. You see that? He needed the worship at that moment to get the release. And then it says, the harp player was playing. And then the power of the Lord fell upon Elisha. And then he began to move in the prophetic, and he, he gave the, the, the word about how the Lord was going to turn the battle in favor of the king of Israel at that time, who was Joram. But understand the account of how he, even Elisha understood at this moment that he had to engage in worship and praise to get the release because he definitely did not want to even want to present that to Joram. That's right. 
How many times have we been in situations and circumstances where we just didn't want it? We didn't want this. We didn't want the situation to be happening at that moment. And we have to engage in worship and praise. It is a weapon. It is a weapon. It strengthens. It wards off the enemy. It puts the enemy into confusion. And Yah inhabits those praises, says the word of God. If that's all true, we have to really analyze how we're using praise as a weapon, don't we? And that's, of course, leading us to the account in Second Chronicles 20. Uh, we all know Second Chronicles 2020. Uh, believe his prophets and you will prosper, not just in finance, but in warfare. Do you want to prosper in warfare? Amen. Anybody? Does anyone want to prosper in warfare? The prophet Jehaziel issued a prophetic word to Jehoshaphat. And in this prophetic word, he gave counsel on how they would win the war against Moab. Right? It wasn't going to be by troops. It wasn't going to be by... um, Massive combat, it was going to be by worship and praise. Did you know that, Alan? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it here, and I use that verse a lot when uh, encouraging myself that when we praise God and we worship God in the middle of battle, uh, it says in verse 25, uh, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches and dead bodies and precious jewels. More than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. So uh, when we praise God and worship God in our times of trouble and times of uh, battle, we get more than we can carry away. Amen. Right. This prophetic utterance of the combat was not going to be won by spear and arrow and shield, but was going to loose an army from the hosts of heaven on the enemy. How many out there want to win that type of battle where you don't even have to do that much? Do you want to loose the hosts of heaven into your situation? This is an ultimate combat strategy right here. It says in verse 21, Jehoshaphat consulted with the people and appointed those who would sing to the Lord and praise the splendor of his holiness as they went out before the army. And they were singing and giving thanks to the Lord. This threw the enemy into... Now, understand this. This came from a prophet. If you look at Second Chronicles 20, the prophet gave the strategy... And, of course, Jehoshaphat even reiterates on that. He says, believe the prophets and you shall prosper. That's 2 Chronicles 20.20. 20. 
but the war was won by the praise team that went before the battle. This is so important, folks, because we want to fight. We want the armies to go out. We want the armies to engage in strategy. But wouldn't it be nice to nip it in the bud way before even even got that where blood and, and violence had to be engaged? This is a battle strategy given from the from God himself by a prophet to a king, Jehoshaphat, on how he would win the battle, and it wasn't going to be by spear, arrow, and sword. It was going to be by a praise team. Could you imagine being in that praise team? March on out, praise God. Head towards the million-man army. Okay. Yeah. Because you had to be brave to be in that choir. You had to believe God to be in that choir. Amen. Here you are in the praise team. <laughs> You've just been told, praise Yah and march towards the enemy. Hallelujah. They were hallelujah like you never heard hallelujah. <laughs> and this is a big army. But it put the enemy in confusion. The power of praise shut down the enemy. That's right. Yah. David says right there in Psalm 68 to his name, Yah. And we looked at the hosts of heaven. They must know something. Can we assume they do? And we look at the hosts of heaven. How are they praising Yah? They said, hallelujah. Right, Alan? They do it day and night. Yeah, they do it day and night. That's all it's, that's a whole lot of what's going on in heaven right now. Day and night. They, they, the four creatures and the elders, they praise God and worship God. Amen. Pretty interesting. We saw how Elisha needed the power of praise to get the release. Are you waiting on a word from the Lord? Are you seeking a prophetic utterance in your life? Are you seeking wisdom and direction in your life? I would say embrace yourself and praise and worship 24 hours a day. Just get assembled in praise and see what God can do. How about that? Because if he's going to inhabit the praises, are you the Lord's people? Are you the Lord's people? Are you When you praise God, does he inhabit those praise? Amen. I would say he inhabit the praises of those minstrels that went out that were assembled by Jehoshaphat to march towards the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise the Most High. And the enemy must have been looking at this initially and saying, what is happening here? They didn't know that the hosts of heaven were also being dispatched. That's right. Do you want to win things in the spirit or do you want to win things in the natural? Because you could take things to the natural. And it's going to, you go around the mountain a few more times. I've done it. I've done it. But if you get on your knees, you start praising the Lord, and you lift your hands to heaven, and hallelujah, you praise the Most High. Say, Lord, 
Holy Father, Yah is your name, says David. I see it in the word of God. I want that type battle. I want to win by the hosts of heaven being dispatched to destroy these enemies that are mounting up against me. And I know you're inhabiting my praise. And I praise you, Yah. I thank you, God, that you're going before me and shutting the enemy down. I praise you, Yah. I praise you, Yah. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise you the way the hosts of heaven did in Revelation 19. I believe they knew something. I believe David knew something in Psalm 68 when he said to lift up your name, Yah, and sing praises to your name, Yah. I believe it, and I'm going to engage in it, and I have victory in it, and Lord, I thank you for it. That's how we win, folks. That's right. That's the battle plan that was given to Jehoshaphat. So ask yourself today, has God changed? No. Why not? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think that's uh, Hebrews 13, 7 or something. Right. And he also said in the book of Isaiah, I, the Lord, do not change. God does not change. This strategy of the power of praise is still there for us. You got to get those hallelujahs out. Try tomorrow to just start out with 20 hallelujahs. Yeah. That could change the whole atmosphere of that room. Hallelujah. Could you do that? I, I can. Could we just start hallelujah? Someone pulls up beside you, screaming at you on the on the on the highway, and they're looking at you, and they're trying to f bomb you. Just look at them and say hallelujah. Or how about things are great, hallelujah? How about that? So, guys, this is the power of praise. Twenty hallelujahs tomorrow, guys. When you get up, hallelujah. Going to the store, hallelujah. Let's engage in the praise the way David said to do it. Check out Psalm 68. Let's engage in praise the way we see the hosts of heaven, or a lot of them, I believe, in Revelation 13. How are they doing it again, Alan? I'm curious. Uh, They were doing it... uh Day and night, the uh, four elders, the 24 elders. No, how did they praise? It's interesting that hallelujah, being a Hebrew word, is showing up in a Greek context in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Kind of interesting. So were they saying hallelujah, the hosts of heaven? I'm just curious. Yeah, it says in Revelation 19.1, and after these things I heard the great voice of much people in heaven saying hallelujah. Hallelujah! Unto the Lord our God. Amen. Hallelujah! Like that. Or maybe How you like that? Slightly differently, but yeah. How you like that? Try that one. Boss is bothering you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hallelujah! Wow!
Rick, and then I walk away. I did spend two days fasting and just praising God because I love God. And at the end of, uh, toward the middle of the second day, I tried to shout praise, but I could not. So I finished the day praising God. Maybe I spent about uh, eight or nine hours each day praising God. And, at the, and on the evening of the second day, I had a dream that a demon was being cast out. Dream about demons a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, but anyway, the next day after that dream, I could then pray. I could then shout praise to God. So the dream was actually real. I got something real in that dream. A demon left me in that dream after two days of praising God. So sometimes we look for deliverance ministers to do everything for us. But if we just praise God and worship God and love God and be excited about God, uh, you know, God will just deliver us automatically. Praise God. Well, can you do a hallelujah like I just did? Hallelujah! Oh, my God. It's terrible. Oh, no, no, no. Let me hear yours again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! No, come on, bro. That's flat, bro. Oh, okay. You, you might get smitten for that. Uh, you got to be in key, bro. I won't. All right, so here's the deal, folks. Try a hallelujah like I just did. I think start like that. Amen. Just all day. Any situation. Amen. You know, you're at the store. Someone cuts in front of you at the store. In your mind, say, I'm going to inject the power of God into the situation because when I praise Yah, the word says he inhabits the praises. I want the my father, to his power, the Holy Spirit, to inhabit this situation. Amen. So you walk in front of me in the line. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. See what that person does at that point. They might bless you. They might give you that, uh, what was that, booty they collected? It might pay for your uh, bill. You don't know. But do it like I just did if you could. Alan can't, but... Sad. I know. But, uh, yeah, that's the power of praise, people. We just went over some verses today to encourage you and myself. Because I neglect in this also myself. I get into the flesh sometimes, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to praise God. I'm going to get mad. You know? But, you know, when this guy's running down the street here 90 miles an hour... Up, up and down my block here. I'm just going to get a bullhorn. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. I'll get a bullhorn and out my door. I will. Hallelujah! Like that. He might even, that car might blow up at that point. All right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fall apart then why not a car blowing up? Amen. Yeah. You just don't know. You know, do you want to see what God can do? Do you want to see what your father, Yah, can do? Then praise him. Praise Yah. In all situations, all circumstances, Paul was locked up in jail, prison, doors slammed shut. 
At midnight, they assembled themselves and started praising the Most High Yah, Father Yah. So much power was engaged in that praise that an earthquake manifested and broke the jail open up. Oh, yeah. It's doable. It's a doable situation. An earthquake. So praise the Most High Father Yah. And uh, how many out there know um, this coming week we have uh, 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 who's on next week? Um, uh, check. Bro, come on, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. I should have had this out. My bad. Bro. I know. I know. I think. Uh. I don't know who it is. I think it's Dan Corner. Dan Corner's on the tenth. Okay, yeah. Isn't that next week? Okay. That is, that's next week? That's like 13 days from now. Okay, somebody's on next week. We don't know who it is. I'm sorry. Right. That's Alan's, like, job. So right now you're in a trial, Alan. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Yah. Praise Yah, too. How would you like I call you your title? You want me to call you your title? How, how would you like we that? Worship... Hey, I mean, you know what? I'm going to call you. Hey, software engineer. Yes. Hey, surfer and engineer. <laughs> you like that? Time? I'm going to call you by your title. Isn't that respectful? Okay. No. Praise you, God. Is your name Alan? Yeah. Okay. Yes, my name is Alan. What's What's our Father in Heaven's name? Yeah. Oh, gee, is that what David said? Interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. So, praise to the Most High, Father Yah. Um. We will be back next Saturday with somebody on. And um, it could be um, Scott Lathrop, I think it is. Scott Lathrop. So we'll be taking calls for prophetic. um, You need a word from God. Scott is very accurate, by the way. Yeah. Give a call in at that number that's on the screen and hit 941. That'll raise your hand in the room. We'll see it. So if you need a word from the Lord, don't forget, next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Scott Lathrop, who I'm going to be living right down the road from very soon in Jacksonville. So isn't that interesting? Praise God. So, yeah, hallelujah. And um, I'll tell you right, now I'm excited about that. And then I think we got Dan Corner on the the, the next week. All right, so... um, Hallelujah. I will see you guys next week. The Lord loves you. We love you. But the Lord loves you a great deal more than we do. And um, I'll give you a love y'all. All right? Now that I'm a Southerner, you can't You can't do a love y'all. You're no Southerner. Get out. I am a Southerner, bruh. I am a Southerner, bruh. Yeah. All right. Wake up. Wake up, bruh. All right, we'll see you next week, people. God bless. bless.